0: It's The Strip with Walter and Bunny. Yes, it's that dynamic detective duo you know from True Vault Escapades, now taking on the glitz and glamour of New Vegas. Brought to you by Atomic Wolf and the A-Bomb radio station. morning and Walter and Bunny are on their way to an abandoned suburb after answering a disturbing dispatch call.
1: Well, it's about time you two showed up. I could lose these two at any moment.
2: We made it as fast as we could, Terrence. Hope we still have time.
3: And judging by your report, time bombs and hard-up young couples don't make a great mix.
1: That's Lieutenant Humphrey, Steele, Walter. I honestly can't differentiate if that darn woman has a bomb in there or not. I need one or both of you to talk some sense into that crazy dame and her husband.
2: What the heck is actually happening here? Some poor newlyweds lost a pound of cash and want to start blowing things up?
1: From whatever the chick is mumbling in there. Sounds just about right. Now, I need the two of you to make sure she doesn't do anything stupid in there.
2: Go! Right, Chief. You stay back, Bunny. No need in losing the both of us in this. Gotcha. Uh, Hey, ma'am. Is everything all right in there?
3: Who are you? Stay back, you hear? Stay back!
2: My name is Walter Camry of WB Investigations. It's a division of the New Vegas Law Enforcement. Can we talk about what's going on?
4: Look, I don't care where you're coming from. My husband thinks that just because he can rob a safe, he can become a (laughs) goody-two-shoes. Then I realized he's a broker with a stone. When I got married, I wanted love and fortune.
2: Was your husband some kind of jewel thief, miss?
4: Oh, just step away before you get hurt.
2: Well, look, we can sort it all out at the outpost. No need to figure it out now. Uh, may I ask where your husband is?
4: Dead! I couldn't take any of his excuses anymore.
2: Well, ma'am, if you could just let me open the garage door here, we can try to make head or tails of what's really going on.
4: You get away from me and my idiot husband. Let us die in peace.
2: N- nobody has to die here, lady. Can we just...
1: Walter, get away. That woman is nuts. Stay behind the car. She's going to do something stupid, I know. There goes the garage. Don't get out behind cover now. The house is coming down with it. Well, there you have it. Woman loses some caps, realizes love's not enough. Ah, I'm sure she was a rightly pain in the butt for that poor man. Well, up until she burned him to death.
3: Humphreys, are you sure something else wasn't going on between them? Uh, it, it seems that too many details are left out of place.
1: Well, I don't know what you're expecting. There was a domestic feud with a crazy broad. She gets angry, sabotages some explosives for her man. But Walter can recover from the fires. all we can go by for further details. Ah, uh, Walter, find anything interesting?
3: Yeah, because the lieutenant seems to have it all played out for himself.
2: Well, besides an unidentifiable corpse, there were no visible signs of a struggle, uh, possibly due to the burns, but I did get my hands on a half-used roll of duct tape and some assorted pistols stored within the garage's toolbox. But
1: is there nothing in the terms of explosives? How did she do it?
2: To be honest with you, I'm split on the possibility that the woman either used detonators or set the fire to some gasoline. Regardless, she's dead, and we have very few things to go on. The strangest thing. I can't find a single trace of the husband. I mean, I'd suspect he was incinerated completely by the fire. But that seems very unlikely, especially since our bride's corpse was found so close to the center of the
1: blast. Oh, uh, maybe he tried running at the last moment?
2: I wouldn't count on that, Humphreys. To me, it sounds like our mystery husband was bound and gagged by the woman before the explosion. Hence, the half-used roll of duct tape.
1: You're meaning to tell me this lady overpowered her own husband, managed to strap him in the car. And keep him there until the very end.
2: Why do you think we didn't hear any cries or pleas for help, when I could clearly be heard negotiating with the woman? Look, she could have drugged him, caught him off guard with a pipe. The possibilities are endless, but that's not the point.
1: What's in that bag, Walter?
2: I was wondering when either one of you would decide to ask. Check this out.
1: (sighs) Ew. What in the heck is this for? A mole rat's head? What does that have to do with anything?
2: Mind your evidence, and you might just find a lead, Humphreys. See the lower half of the wooden mount?
3: Honey, not in a thousand years am I getting any closer to that oversized rat's head. Lieutenant?
2: Robert S. Henry.
1: Hmm. Name of any significance, Humphreys? I think so, if I'm right. The Henry family I'm thinking of in particular is a long line of ranchers and hunters just about ten miles outside of Goodsprings. I won't make any confirmation yet, but by golly... Think you may have something here, Comrie.
2: Thought so. I found it hung just beside the garage doorway. Thank goodness it wasn't destroyed by the explosion.
3: And you think this lady may have bought this head off of this
1: man?
2: Precisely, Bunny. The wood doesn't show any signs of aging, so who knows? This item may even be recent.
1: That's enough to satisfy me, you two. Haul your tails over to the Henry Ranch at once. Here, Bunny. I'll mark it on your pip boy, if you please.
3: Oh, all right, but... If this case ends up taking us to some mole rat's nest, you may have to take my spot for the day, Humphreys. Why do I feel like I should be pulling my gun out?
2: <laughs> I'm getting a hostile vibe from this place, too. But don't worry, I have a feeling this man's only a killer of animals.
3: Hmm, I hope so.
2: Uh, hello? Hello, Mr. Henry, is it? We're detectives from the city, and we may have come across one of your uh, trophies.
5: Oh, yeah. I'm Robert Henry. Uh, Come in, won't you? Well, that'd be splendid.
2: We don't wish to waste too much of your time. We know how busy your ranchers can be. By the way, I'm Walter Camry, and this is my partner, Bunny. How do you do? Nice to meet y'all. I hope I'm
5: not in any sort of trouble, am I?
2: No, no. I just found a possible belonging of yours in a recent
5: crime scene today. Oh, a crime scene? I hope this isn't serious, detectives. Anyone I might have known?
3: We're afraid the scene has been a grim one.
5: Yes.
2: Some poor woman locked herself in an old house garage with her husband and set the home ablaze this morning. After a rather fiery explosion, of course.
5: My, good lord. But how did you end up up here again? Well, the only
2: tie between that place and this is this peculiar-looking mounted head of a mole rat we found in the ruined garage. It had your name inscribed on the bottom. I'm assuming
5: it was yours originally? Let me see, Lap. Hmm. Looks like one of my common kills when I was much younger. Didn't hold these very dear. But the proof is all here. That mole rat is one of mine, without a doubt.
3: We assumed it was gifted to the woman before she got married. Thought perhaps you knew her by some chance?
5: Well, that's a tricky thing. Back when I was just trying to get a start in the cattle game, I'd go out every night and hunt just about any living thing that no one needed around. Mole rats, feral dogs, night stalkers, you name it. And whenever I got back to the city, I'd sell them off like hotcakes.
2: <laughs> a creative way to get a new start out here. Should've
3: thought of that myself. And I'm sure you got a pretty penny out of those trades.
5: Oh, you'd be surprised of how easy it was. All i do was take the head off and paste it to some timber. I cut it, I polished it, and then I'd carve my name on it. Charged differently based on the mutant. And how much were mole rats? Twenty caps a pop.
3: Twenty caps for that? Ahem.
2: <coughs> um, well, Mr. Henry, Bunny and I were just hoping you may recollect selling this particular mount, but I see that must have been such a long while ago. You see, the woman who owned this seemed to have lost a large sum of money before... Well, self-destructing everything.
3: Unfortunately, that's all we have to go by besides this mutant's head.
5: Now, wait. You say she just lost a lot of caps. Exact currency is unknown, but yes, that's what she was wailing about before she did what she did. She seemed very angry at her husband. Well, in that case, my regular caravan said something that made useful. Something about a robbery. A robbery? Where? Yesterday at the Gunrunner's. I didn't hear no details, but man, I wouldn't invest in those GR boys after what he said happened.
3: Walter, maybe that's where all that cash came from.
2: Either way, it sounds like the number one place to go from here. Now, thank goodness you told us about that, Robert.
5: Now, tell me, is there anything else we should know about this robbery before we leave? Nah, not anything more than that, though they got hit mighty hard the other day. I don't know who has the stones to try and rob the gun runners like that but the bandit sure showed the Moave that anything's possible. I don't know how my mount got involved in all this, but I'd go there.
2: Thank you, Robert. And do you mind if I take the Morad with me?
5: I think it still may hold some use. Go ahead. All of my sales are final.
2: Well, would you look at that?
3: Ain't a regular robbery if I've ever seen one. They blew a hole through the whole side of the facility.
2: And from what we've learned, our crazy wife was a master of explosives. Mr. Henry was right about the magnitude of this robbery.
3: No doubt about that. Look, Walter, that must be a worker. Let's see what he knows.
6: Excuse me, sir. Whoa, whoa. Not so fast, you two. We're in the midst of a reconstruction right now. But uh, if you want to buy something... Uh,
2: Detectives Walter and Bunny, WB Investigations. You're acting as if I've heard about you.
3: We're new, but trust us. We're just as good as the ads suggest.
6: Oh, yeah? And what are you here about? I truly hope the gaping hole in our wall has something to do with it.
2: It does. A rancher we just spoke with mentioned his caravaner passing a rumor about the incident. Care to shed some light?
6: Oh, that must have been Bruce the other day. You can't trust anyone to keep their mouth shut about these things. But yes, we think some powder gangers may have
2: been behind it. No question about it. Powder gangers? That's a pretty bold claim for a group that can hardly move its way past the Prim City limits.
3: And isn't their biggest weapon only sticks of simple dynamite? There's no way that could have done damage this severe.
6: Look, we've done our own digging. And judging by some suspicious purchases a pair of customers made a couple days ago, we have no doubt some Powder Gangers were making a feeble attempt to expand past their little desert corners.
2: Heck, ever heard of Cook Cook? Big name. And possibly the most psychotic character in the Mojave. Has more killing under his belt than the common Legionnaire. Exactly.
6: Wouldn't be surprised if he's lending a helping hand to those crazies.
3: But the Fiends Gang operates so much closer than the Powder Gangers. You so sure they're not capable of explosive material like them?
2: No, no. It had to be them. Well, look, mister. Just call me Isaac. Isaac? We're following a case which involved a similar explosion this morning. was wondering if you happened to catch anything that may connect. Another robbery? Not too far from here, actually. Definitely an area reachable in a few days' split. Some newlyweds died after the woman strapped the man down in a garage and detonated the place.
6: And what does that have to do with my robbery?
2: Well, that's when things get interesting. As I was negotiating with the woman, she spilled the beans about a recent withdrawal that could have set them up for life. Unfortunately, she seemed to be upset about the loss of said withdrawal. Holy moly! Uh, There's no doubt. My thoughts exactly. Now, we found a peculiar trophy in the garage that survived the explosion, which belonged to a nearby rancher. He can't recall who he sold it to, but we just thought we'd show you. Recognize this?
6: That's one of Robert Henry's kills. It's been hanging in our break room for years. So this was yours? You bet. Man, we got this thing so many years ago, you'd forget it was hanging there. Why, those heartless pigs!
2: Can I get my hands on them? They're dead, as far as we know.
3: We couldn't find the remains of the man.
2: The woman was definitely gone, however. We want to know two things, Isaac. Who could you see from the robbery, and how much did they steal? I couldn't make out the assailants,
6: but we did see them make off with 5,000 caps we lost. Plus a few guns and ammo.
3: Gosh, 5,000 caps. That's utterly ridiculous.
6: Huh? How do you think we feel? We work hard for our craft. And to have someone just reap the winnings for themselves. But to be honest with you both, it hurts more that we didn't manage to put two between their eyes.
2: That had me thinking as well. You couldn't plug them?
6: That must have been some explosion. Hell yes it was. This happened at around midnight. And when I tell you that the blast knocked us on our backs, you better believe it. I personally remember hearing the gunfire that followed, but I thought it was our guys finishing them off. I was wrong. You see, it looks like they used the explosion as the main diversion, while they came in shooting afterwards. Maybe
2: one did the firing while the other cracked open
6: your safes. Your guess is as good as mine. But after that, they were headed out as quick as they got in. My men and I were cursing like sailors when we ran out of the hole they blew. Never seen such a clean getaway from the gunrunners before.
2: And by that time, they were only specks
6: in the distance, weren't they? Makes me mad just thinking about it. We took some useless pot shots at them out of anger. But yeah, I managed to see just a little of their outlines. What did you see? Slender thing. Running kind of... awkwardly.
3: Could be our whaling wife, Walter.
6: Could be. What about the other? Now that one could have been just about any old average show. If it weren't for that distinct limp. A limp? Which leg, if you remember? Hmm, his right. But don't quote me on that. Had no idea they took off with our mole rant head.
2: Well, I think that just about covers everything for the gun runners, Bunny. Jot everything down?
3: Every last nook and cranny.
2: Good. We'll be off then. Thank you, Isaac. I hope you get your wall fixed soon. I know what it's like to lose business like that. Thanks, Detective. If the woman really died,
6: at least there's hope you can get her man out there. Perhaps he can get his just desserts. But, what would really make me happy is my 5,000 caps back.
2: We'll see what we can do about returning those funds by the end of this. But here, in the meantime, this small rat's had should suffice.
1: So you mean to tell me these hooligans stole all that cash from the gunrunners and got away with it?
3: One of them might have. The man was last seen running off with a distinct limp on his right leg.
2: Probably wasn't due to a gunshot wound either. It was actually the couple doing a shooting here.
1: Well, I wouldn't doubt such a thing. If there's a chance the man's still out there, we won't be following a corpse case here anymore.
3: If that was them...
2: Well, either way, we'll be following all the leads connected to the robbery until we reach the end. Here's hoping this actually does have something to do with the incident this morning. Where do you
3: two plan on going now? Uh, Poseidon Energy, if our memos are correct. This is the closest powder gang camp to the gunrunners.
1: Okay, you'll be careful, you two.
2: Oh, don't worry about us, Lieutenant. Gunfights and explosions are all part of the Walter and Bunny schedule.
1: Well, thank goodness city damage fees don't apply anymore. I think you two will be in for selling off that dandy car of yours.
2: (laughs) Okay, Humphreys. See you later.
3: As far as murderous gang hideouts go, a gas station doesn't seem all that bad. It's out in the sun, and maybe you could fill up on cigarettes and soft drinks after a long day's work.
2: (laughs) Maybe. But I think it'd be more along the lines of filling up on cigarettes and morad stew after a long day's work of killing.
3: Oh, Walter, do you really have to drive us to the attendance window?
2: Well, if I'm not mistaken, that's a friendly-looking bandit ready to take our order. I don't see anyone outside by the pumps.
3: Well, I guess not, but... Try to get on his good side. I don't think I prefer men who go about their day wearing red bandanas over their faces.
2: Well, it looks like just one fellow. Maybe the rest are out to lunch. Hello, friend. Well, boss. Beautiful car. Where'd you get it? Got it off a trailer back
4: in Texas. Say, you folks with the local gang? Well, nice to meet you too, partner. That's a mighty big question. Who tipped you off with such a mean name for us? Oh, love there, sweetie i didn't see you there
3: hello we're
2: just some tourists looking to see a dynamite show locals said the powder gang could be found up here
4: Well, ain't that something hmm
2: who told you that folks call themselves the gun runners heard of them oh yeah never heard of them well rumor has it they just fell victim to a little hole in the wall lost 5g's worth of caps a shame
4: really it is
2: yeah But maybe if, say, 5,100 were the new amount, would you be willing to shed more light on it? Hmm... No. Oh, really? How about 5,500? Hmm... Maybe. Here, take this as a courtesy. We don't want any trouble, friend. We just want to know a couple things, and we'll be on our way. I think you'll find us very
4: generous. Oh, really? Hmm... Well, this makes my pocket a little heavier than usual. It's hard to claim all the robbery winnings when you gotta split it between your
7: boys.
2: Great. And now, as for our second question, we're following a young couple that may have been seen in this area. Loved money, probably more than
4: you. Hey, now, that's two questions. Which, I think, requires a second gift. Hey, now, I... Uh, What else do you want? How's about 100 more? Nah, my pants can't be jingling too much now. That's how a guy like me gets a knife in his back. Hey you sweetie, what's your name? Huh? Hold on, she's got nothing to- Hey! I wasn't talking to you! Can't you see I'm trying to talk to a lady? <coughs> Sorry about that, baby. You were telling me your name? Um, Bunny. Bunny? Oh boy, where'd you come from? The Atomic Wrangler? Huh? Well, you sure have a fitting name for the Wrangler. I'm guessing they slip you into that cheesy vault suit. Oh man, how could we change that? Uh
2: huh? Hey. Look, pal, are we talking money or not? I'm willing to hand over some hard caps for easy work. Now let's hear it. How much do you hear where the two lovebirds ran off to?
4: All right, boss, but I don't want money for this one. Then what do you want? This one won't hurt your wallet, buddy. Let's just say me and your girl, Bunny, turn this little attendance window into a kissing booth for a bit. What? Hey, it's just one kiss. What's the harm in that? So. What do you say, hmm?
2: I hope you realize she's seeing someone right now.
3: Sir, I can more than safely say that I wouldn't kiss you if it meant never smoking again.
4: Oh, you want to be that way? I thought you wanted to find those two idiots. We'll find other
2: means, and before we do, I want my 500 caps back. In your dreams, pal.
4: Now how about you move along before you make me angry? Unfortunately for you, I'm already there. (gasps) Now hand it over.
3: Big mistake,
4: buddy. (laughs)
3: Walter, what are you doing?
2: That idiot's our only means of getting a hold of whoever those two crazies were. And he robbed me of 500 camps for only half of what I wanted.
3: Look, he's sending more men to the gas station, Walter. You need to step on it now.
2: Not in a thousand years. I'm going to park this thing by the side of the road to give us a little range. You get ready to open the trunk and grab the timing gun.
3: But they have dynamite.
2: And this car has a power armor body. If they chuck any past the car, just throw it back. And do your best not to kill that one artist we just spoke with. He probably knows more than the rest. Out! Out now!
3: Fine, but if I'm going down, that pervert is going down with me.
2: They're pouring out of the station. Now just take your cover and wait for them to come a little bit closer. I think that coward is hiding inside.
3: Waiting on your mark.
2: Hold. Hold. Now!
3: I think that one's got dynamite.
2: See if you can shoot it before they throw it. That ought to help.
3: I see one right there.
2: Good shot, Bunny. They're running back toward the station.
3: Walter, look out. That man has a sniper rifle.
2: Don't try your luck. One false move and he could blow your head off.
3: And we can't just wait here.
2: No problem. I've got a crazy idea.
3: Be careful.
2: If I could just angle this gun under the car, right? (laughs)
3: What did you do?
2: I shot the gas pump. That place is going sky high.
3: Well, what now?
2: Let's move in. You best head inside while the
1: planes are still fresh.
3: (coughs) Are you sure it's safe enough to be walking in here?
2: Given that was 200-year-old petroleum, no. But the quicker we find that man, the quicker we can get out of here.
3: Ah! You got him, Walter.
2: And good thing, too. He's going to do fine, for now. You, you're going to tell me everything that happened. The woman, the man, the robbery. Oh, and first I'll be taking back my 500. Thank you very much. Ah! You you shot me! And in a non-vital area, as far as I know. Now, spill it. We all can't stay in here for much longer. As long as you let me leave here afterwards. What do you want to know first? The couple is what we need most. In short, she killed herself this morning. We can't find her man, so we need to retrace her steps. Gunrunner said they spotted them going this way on the night of the robbery. What do you know about them?
7: Yeah, yeah. Little bits. Guy's name I forget, but no one here forget the dame. Loud as a mother deathclaw. Cursed like a sailor too... She said they'd be getting married if they pulled this job off right. Her name was Bertha. <sighs> I can already tell who'd be wearing the pants in that family.
2: <coughs> and what about the job itself? What was the plan?
7: Easy! Sent a few of our guys disguised as new customers to gunrunners. Bought any and all explosive weapons they could carry for the job. Not a bad young brat and the man ran their own little operation, but linked us up with the heist. We supplied the guns and explosives while the lovebirds
3: did the deed. But. Well, I stormed the gun runners as a team. I'm sure you would have seen much better results that way.
7: We wasn't gonna risk having our faces shown at the big show. Too risky. Girl claimed to her and this man were experts at this kind of thing. They ran off. That's what they did. Took off with the guns and the dough. Been looking for them ever since we realized it was high time they come back already. So I'm short. Sure. We paid somebody to screw us. Hmm.
3: Who's looking like the floozy now?
0: So
2: that's it. They made off with the money. <sighs>
7: Yeah. Now, can you let me out of this place?
2: Sure, friend. But one more thing. Uh, what? The man. Was there anything more distinct about him? The gun gunrunners say they saw him running with a strange limb. Uh,
7: distinct? I'll tell you something distinct about him. That guy had the stench of a thousand brine pies. And the skin of a burn victim. I've seen my of dirty old gangsters at my line of work. But this man looks sick.
2: Huh? <clears throat> you saying Bertha was getting married to...
7: what? A ghoul? Uh, I couldn't tell, but nobody teased him about it while Bertha was around. He also looked like he'd a man as soon as look at you. Face started to look like ground beef on the left side. Sort of had a droopy disposition about him. And
2: you don't have any idea where either of them went after that?
7: They, They were arguing about a medical
2: clinic. That's all I know. That's all I remember hearing. Anything else? Any specific
7: medical clinics I
2: should know about?
7: Look, all I heard was Bertha talking about not wanting to lose the money. And the guy was trying to work his way around convincing her to change her mind.
2: Hmm. A clinic. I think I can find us a few docs to talk to.
3: The New Vegas Medical Clinic may be a good place to start.
2: No, please. Let me out of here. We'll make a call to the NCR, have some boys drag you out and run you through the system.
7: The NCR! No,
3: no, can't you just...
2: Sorry, friend. We can't waste any more time. And frankly, I don't think Bunny will let me.
3: Hmm. You're right about that. No! Wait!
7: No!
3: (coughs) (sighs) Well, the New Vegas clinic didn't have anything worth hearing for us. Why do you think this man wanted to get out of there so badly? It surely had to do with his... condition, but why would Bertha want to discourage him from coming?
2: From what we heard about Bertha and the length she takes to show how angry she is, I bet a doctor's visit would conflict with another job she had in mind.
3: And I guess she was willing to marry him after the big one, which was the gunrunner's job. But to be blatantly honest, if you were suffering from some sort of disease, I would have you on a doctor's table until they exhausted everything they could do to fix you.
2: Likewise. Talk about one headstrong woman. It looks like business came first before anything.
3: Is that the next clinic I'm looking at?
2: Should be. Uh, Dr. Usanagi's directions match up with the place.
3: Sure looks like a clinic I'd rather see. Last one, I'm too many guards gawking at me.
2: Dusk is starting to set in.
3: Which means it's not a good time to be out here this late. Uh, Hello.
2: How may I help you? Hello, Doctor. Uh, Detectives Walter Camry and Bunny. We work for Mr. House.
3: How do
8: you do? Oh, that's quite an honor. I'm Dr.
2: Rogan. What can I
8: do for the detectives
2: today? Well, you can start by letting us know if you had a recent patient who walked with a strange limp and had a rank stench to him.
3: And if his face wasn't much to look at either. Oh,
8: well, I would have been lost if you had left me wondering who had a limp recently, because I have so many. But the other details are spot on with a man I checked out yesterday.
2: May we come in? I know it's a little late, but this is a rather serious matter.
8: No arguments here, please. Let's get you indoors. Outer Vegas at night might as well just be called Fiend Territory. So, what's this all about, detectives?
2: Dr. Rogan, Bunny and I have been chasing this particular man since early this morning. His new wife supposedly killed him along with herself when she managed to detonate their new home.
3: Though we only recovered Bertha, the woman's body from the crime scene. The man was nowhere to be found. Then we discovered only a couple days prior they robbed the gun runners, pulling 5,000 caps from the job.
2: And right before she sent the house sky high this morning, she was yelling about a large sum of money that the man had lost, which ruined their marriage. And just a few hours ago, the powder gangers admitted to partnering with the couple for the robbery, also mentioning that Bertha's husband had a limp and a peculiar look to him, and not a savory one either. One of the gangers spilled the beans about the couple arguing about visiting a clinic for some reason. <sighs>
8: Then you found the
2: right place, Mr. Camry. Because just
8: yesterday, the man whom you've described dropped by to have a radiation exam run on him.
2: A radiation exam? So we were right to think he was sick. Oh, more than sick. You see,
8: Charlie has been visiting me in secret for the past three or so months for regular checkups. But what he
2: really wanted was an expensive radiation procedure.
3: Bertha and Charlie. Both pretty names with an ugly past.
2: So Charlie was trying to fix what was eating away at his skin. Or so it, it seems. No, no, you're very much correct, Detective.
8: You see, upon his first visit, Charlie did mention he made his drop-ins under the nose of his wife, who, he explained, was very aggressive towards him. He first came to me explaining that some parts of his body became dry and flaky. An obvious first sign of advanced radiation sickness.
3: Did he treat him?
8: Yes, at first. Gave him some antimutagen mixed with a combination of Rataway and Rat-X to hold back the tide. But his case was much more prolonged for me to handle with household remedies. A few nights later, he suggested a bargain for an extremely intense procedure that would hopefully remove his condition. By this time, he would developed the limp. That rod sickness developed into a... Well, a... Gullification problem. Whole right side was taken over by the rot.
2: What prevented you from performing this procedure?
8: It was far too expensive for him to afford, and such a procedure would drain me of resources. I would have had no problem with this if Charlie had the funds to do so. How much? A whopping 3,000 caps would suffice. But I refused his bargain for a lower price. I did, however, offer therapy to the
2: man and medicine, free of charge.
3: Maybe this explains the robbery at the gun runners.
2: Part of me doesn't think so, Bunny. That wife of his was only interested in herself, or as far as I could tell. He's right. But perhaps Charlie stole
8: their cut of the money from the heist just to pay me for what he did.
2: And what did he do, doctor?
8: Well, last night he paid me a visit with the 5,000 caps to pay for the procedure. And before we could start, I told him the disease had already taken over too much of his body to cure. You mean
3: he didn't make it?
8: He was still alive by all means, but only time could tell if he'd just become a feral goal or just flat out expire from the radiation poisoning.
3: But
2: if he died for his wife being so mad for losing the money, how did he end up wasting it?
8: Oh, he didn't waste it. Even after all that drama, Charlie did the next best thing.
0: with much more than expected, see? Hmm. Charlie, is that you? All 3000 you need, plus an extra two G's for me and the wife. We did it, Doc. (coughs)
8: Charlie, this is wonderful. I won't ask you where you got a hold of this much money. But, well, I'm happy for you. Maybe we can...
0: What is it, Doc?
8: Well, Charlie, I... Have your symptoms become worse?
0: Oh, just a little more coughing fits than usual. More of my skin is getting rougher.
8: Stand still. Oh, no. It's just as I thought.
0: What? What is it?
8: I'm afraid your symptoms have worsened.
0: But but the procedure will fix that, right?
8: Not in this state, I'm afraid. Your radiation poisoning has escalated to an advanced level. It was what I was mentioning before when I last checked you. I was hoping a financial miracle would happen sooner for you. Ah, wh- what are you saying? That this radiation poisoning has advanced far too rapidly through your body. It tells me that the last time we met must have been our final window. I'm sorry, Charlie. Not even the procedure could help you now.
0: But, but, duh! I did everything I did, snuck out of the house all those nights, just to make this work. Are you... are you really saying there's no hope for me now?
8: If there was another way to prevent this at such an extreme level, I would. But with how your body has changed, there's no way currently. I'm assuming your loss of weight is due to an early
0: stage of anorexia. Have you been eating often enough? I haven't been able to eat in weeks. I'm starting to have trouble even drinking purified water. I mumble to myself at night, too. Is there a connection?
8: Then our worst fears have come true. It looks like your infection will take you down the road of gullification. The feral kind.
0: We're so close.
8: Charlie, listen to me. As I said before, I don't care where you obtained such a large amount of money. But I think the best thing you can do right now is to leave it to your spouse
0: before this thing takes over. At least give her the start she needs. I'm sure you would want that too, right? Uh, She doesn't love me. It was just a business partnership gone awry. People like us don't belong together, and she darn well doesn't deserve this money. Then what will you do with it? Look, I ain't got anybody near as close to her that I want to leave this with. But if it can be put to a good cause, uh, I heard the followers of the apocalypse take donations.
8: You're a good man, Charlie. If you want, I have a caravan coming for supplies tomorrow morning. I can wrap this up and send it their way by dawn's light. Thank you, Dr. Rogan.
0: What will you do now? I'm going home and I'm coming clean to Bertha. But you know how she is. She'll try and gut you. And so be it. Either way, I'm ending up a ghoul.
3: That's... That's awful.
8: Just like that, he... Passed me the cap stash and went about his way. Never would I have thought that Bertha would go so far to punish him.
2: And just like that, this is all starting to make more sense to me.
3: But how, Walter? We still couldn't recover Charlie's body from the crime scene. Only Bertha's.
2: I'll explain to you and to Humphreys once we get back to the crime scene. Come on. (laughs) Doctor, get behind that lab table. What is going on here? We were being tracked. Now if you value your life, I bid you to step behind that lab table.
3: Is that who I think it is?
2: Yes, it's the darn powdered gangers.
7: Come on out, detective. We have some unfinished business.
2: Bunny,
4: do you see where he's walking to? It's too dark.
3: No, I I don't.
4: Stand up, little missy, and drop that piece. You might hurt
7: yourself. Put down a gun. You put down yours before I blow this little blondie's head off. Walter? Better drop your guns. We're all in the both of you. That's what you get for leaving me to die.
2: Great shot, Doctor. Oh,
3: that was, that was close. I thought I was gonna be dead at that rate.
8: Dropped him with a syringe. Gun that can launch little Doctor's remedies to bad eggs.
2: We thank you a billion times for that one, Doctor Rogan. We'll send some money for the damage we caused later. But for now, we need to get back to a crime scene. Stay safe.
8: We'll do. Thanks, detectives. <laughs>
1: Walter, buddy, glad to see you two in one piece after all you've told me. little dust-up with the powder gangers. Not two occasions. I'm surprised you still have arms and legs to use.
2: Us? No. Just a few scratches and bruises, that's all.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Laugh about it all you want, but I'm more of a fan of good old-fashioned gunfights. Not dynamite-chucking psychopaths.
1: All right, all right. Now why does Bertha do what she did? To me, it sounds like she was more interested in marrying money, not men.
3: That's because she was.
2: Yes. This is a classic case of Bonnie and Clyde trying to make it in the long run. It doesn't happen, and it always ends in tragedy.
1: Well, from what I understand, this Charlie character was trying to fund a cure for his mutation problem. His wife didn't pay it any mind, and finally wanted to settle with the big score at the Gunrunners. Care to shed any more light?
2: Well, you're right on the money there. You see, Charlie had a heart, unlike his wife. She was probably abusive, meaning that Charlie had to solve his problems on his own which is why he would slink out in the middle of the night to meet Dr. Rogan in his clinic. We all know what happened with the powder gangers and they're finished in this part of town. But that distinct limp Charlie walked with was due to the mutation taking over half his body. Dr. Rogan confirmed that Charlie's sickness had pushed too far beyond any treatment. So his days as a sane human being were
1: numbered.
3: Charlie then mustered up any good he had left in him and donated the 5,000 caps to the followers of the Apocalypse in Freeside, more than likely going into some sort of disease research.
1: That's all fine and well, but how does this account for the absence of Charlie's body at the explosion? That was a tricky
2: situation to decode, but I think I've solved it. Well, let's hear it then. When Charlie got home, Bertha was furious to find that the caps were gone. I'm sure a spat ensued, but when Charlie revealed that he was responsible for the missing winnings, she lost it. him to a pulp and proceeded to tie him inside the car and that later blew up. Why he didn't fight back? He was weak, far too deteriorated from the mutation. Also, he may have lost the will to save himself. He was due to be a ghoul in no time. This could also explain why we didn't hear any muffled screams from the garage. He was bound. And probably unconscious from either the beating or the final stages of radiation poisoning. That pivotal moment where a man transitions to a monster.
3: How awful.
2: Either one of those possibilities could account for the lack of noise we heard from Charlie. But when Bertha hit the switch and blew up the garage, let's remind ourselves. Who was the fuller human here? Bertha or
1: Charlie? Well, Bertha, obviously. Physically, at least.
2: Exactly. But on a physical level, Charlie was sick. He had stopped eating weeks prior. Doctor said his weight was traveling for the past three months. And on top of that, the mutation was rotting away in his flesh and bone by the day. So when the explosion happened, Bertha still had a full body to burn. She was as healthy as a Wastelander could be. But Charlie... He was nothing short of a walking corpse. So when the blast began, Charlie disintegrated, burned up. Nothing to be recovered.
3: Boy, that... that's incredible! But, Walter... Are you really saying Charlie's condition was that bad? To the point where he just evaporated?
2: He was in the heart of the explosion, smack dab in the car. He got the first of it, and Bertha, I assume, was standing just outside of it. So when we compare the little we found of Bertha's body, just imagine the damage Charlie's body had. His ashes are ashes now.
1: So ends the sad story of Bertha and Charlie, eh? Gosh, loaned to smithereens for donating money to charity. What a world we live in.
3: Well, maybe Charlie can be at peace for at last doing a good deed before he died. To me, it sounds like Bertha was a real criminal here.
1: I
2: couldn't agree more if we could put them both on a scale.
1: Well, just goes to show you, you got good dames and bad dames. But you should always beware of a Bertha.
0: Bunny in the strip Be sure to tune in for our next episode The Case of the Mannequin Soldier. In their most mysterious case yet Walter and Bunny must team up with the Brotherhood of Steel following a strange vertebrate crash and put the pieces together to reveal a mind-boggling secret. You won't want to miss it for anything next time on the strip In the production you just heard Walter Camry was impersonated by Eric Huffman Bunny by Amy Harris Humphreys by Ken Kennon. Bertha by Amber McCready, Robert by Ted Pye, Isaac by Marshall Peterson, Jesse and Dr. Rogan by Austin Wayne, and Charlie by Sean Dawes. The entire production was written and directed by Preston Harden. The Strip and True Vault Escapades are all productions brought to you by the A-Bomb radio station and smartphone app.
3: Have you ever wanted to deep dive into the lore and stories
4: behind all your favorite Marvel movies? Then do we have the show for you. I'm Captain Shenko.
0: And I'm Psych88. Join us as we dissect the media megalith that is the MCU. We'll talk about the origin stories, the fights, and everything in between.
3: The MCU Lorecast releases on all major podcasting platforms on Mondays as part of the Robots Radio Rocket
5: Club, and can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.